Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. Well, we're continuing our message series today called Honorable. Uh, We're learning together what it means to live honorably and how to show honor to one another. And I want to just take you to a passage of scripture that I pointed to last week. I want to revisit it. And I think this subject is, is so important. I think we would do so well today to do a deep dive uh, on our understanding of what honor looks like and what it is that God wants to see from us in the way of honor. I don't know about you, but here's the way I feel about it. As far as our American culture, I don't know that there's ever been a time where our American culture has acted more dishonorably than what's happening right now in our world. I mean, it's just crazy the things that are going on all around us. We see that the world has just embraced a spirit of dishonor. But I want to remind you, look at me, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Can I say that one more time? You're in this world, but you are not of this world. You belong to the kingdom of heaven. And so we must live our lives in a way that God requires. And God requires that we would act honorably that we would show honor to one another. So I want to look at this passage with you from 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to read verse 20 and 21 where Paul the Apostle writes by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says, Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and vessels of silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use." Set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. This analogy that Paul draws between how God uses us and this whole idea of vessels is a really important one. Now, you know what a vessel is. A vessel is something we use to get something from here to there. For instance, a ship. A ship is a vessel that sails on the sea to get you from one point of location to another. All you Star Trek fans, the Starship Enterprise was a vessel, right? So we understand what a vessel uh, is. But vessels in the time that the Bible was written is what you would call your dishes at home. It was cups and it was saucers and it was plates. So again, I want you to just... Kind of wrap your head around that concept that when God talks about what kind of vessel you are, he's talking about what he might use to get something from here to there. So, so, in, so in other words, your car, your vehicle, a limousine would be a vessel, getting someone from here to there. You heard about when the Pope was here in the U.S. this last time? Did you, did you hear about he was in a very remote part of the U.S.? And so when his plane landed and he was picked up in his limousine, he struck up a conversation with his chauffeur. They were driving out through this real remote part of the country, and he struck up a conversation with his chauffeur, and he said, "Um, you know, since I've been Pope, 
they won't allow me to drive anymore. I never get to drive. And the Pope said, I love to drive. He said, man, we're in this remote area. Nobody's going to know. He said, why don't you let me get up there and drive the limousine? You sit back here and I'll get to drive. And the limousine driver said, hey, you're the Pope. I've got to honor whatever you ask. So he pulls over, lets the Pope get behind the wheel. He's sitting in the back. They get to driving down the road. And the Pope's enjoying his drive so much. Before you know it, he's going over 90 miles an hour. Not paying attention. He's going over 90 miles an hour just driving. And all of a sudden, he gets pulled over by a state trooper. The officer comes up to the window and taps on the glass and asks to see his license and registration. And then when he goes back to his car, he radios in to headquarters and he tells the chief, hey, I'm going to need you to weigh in on this one and tell me what you want me to do with this one. And the chief said, why? Have you pulled over some kind of dignitary or something? He goes, yeah, you could say that. And he goes, who did you pull over? Did you pull over the mayor? He said, no. He said, it's higher than that. He said, you pulled over the governor? He said, no, 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 higher than that. He said, don't tell me you pulled over the president of the United States? He said, chief, higher than that. And the chief of police said, who in the world have you pulled over? He goes, I'm not sure exactly who it is, but the Pope's his chauffeur. Come on, y'all. I liked it. I liked that one. I thought it was good. Some of you guys that were raised like in strict religious backgrounds were like, I don't know if I can applaud this or not. I'm not not sure about that joke, Jeff. That chauffeur was just trying to honor the Pope, you know. Today I want to talk to you about what it means to be a vessel that God uses. Because God really wants to make us the vessels through which he serves up honor. He wants to serve up honor. Some of y'all were wondering what I was going to do with his plate. Has Jeff got a snack up there? What's he doing? God wants to serve up honor to those around you through your life. And I want us to just really lean into that concept. Basically, my question for you today is, what's in your cupboard? What kind of What kind of vessels are there in your cupboard? Last week, just briefly, I mentioned this, and and I ask you to just consider, again, what kind of vessels, what kind of dishes are in your cupboard? What are you using to plate up whatever it is that you're serving your fellow man day to day? So often, those vessels are very dishonoring. And so, for instance... A vessel of dishonor might be criticism. And I think that's one of the real problems with the world that we're in today is that we're all so critical of one another. Amen. Amen. We're so critical of everyone and and everything. And, And we see that spirit of criticism that has settled down over our culture. Another vessel of dishonor would be prejudice, whether that's racism or whether it's sexism or ageism. When we treat people dishonorably, we are, we're serving that dishonor up through those different forms of prejudice. I think about a vessel of dishonor like adultery. You understand, don't you, that when you have an adulterous affair, you're not only dishonoring your spouse, but you're dishonoring that person you're in that affair with. You're dishonoring yourself and you're dishonoring God. And adultery becomes the vessel you serve that dishonor up on. Gossip is a vessel of dishonor. Just 
running people down, talking negatively and bad about people. You don't even know half the details, let alone all of them. And yet, you're going to rattle on and on and on about what this one is doing, about what that one is doing. It's a vessel of dishonor. And God wants that out of our cupboard, y'all. He wants us to clean house today, amen, and get all those vessels we're using for dishonor out of our life and replace them with vessels we can use to honor each other. Listen to Romans chapter 12, verse 10, where the Bible instructs us to be devoted. Now, come on, y'all. God's looking for devotion in your life along these lines. He wants you completely devoted to one another in brotherly love. And then he says, honor one another above yourselves. We are often so quick to take the honor. But can't you see today that honor is there for us to give, for us to give to somebody else, for us to give to each other. And the scripture instructs us to do so. We've got to honor one another. So let me ask you this week, how are you going to serve that up? If this is what God has commanded us to do, and he has, how are you going to serve up that honor? Well, today I'm going to take the whole idea of a plate. And you guys know I love acronyms. So this is going to be an acronym that I'm going to give you to help you remember how you serve honor up in each other's lives day to day. So I'm going to take the term plate, and we're going to use it to discuss five things that are so crucial to the mission God has given us to honor one another. But before I get into that, let me define what honor is. Last week as I kind of kicked this whole uh, process off, this, this study that we're doing on honor and what God wants in our lives, one of my lead team members told me that as he was sitting there listening to the message, someone beside him leaned over to him and said, I don't even know if I fully understand what he's talking about. What is honor? What does honor really even look like? I mean, can we, can we get real? That's where we are in America today. We've forgotten. It's been so long since we were truly honorable in how we treat our fellow man. We don't even know what it looks like. So, so let me give you the definition that Webster gives to the term honor. It's defined this way. High respect and great esteem. High respect Be respectful towards people. And then great esteem. Esteem others, as the scripture says, above yourselves. So high respect and great esteem is how God wants us to honor one another. And then he's given us the plate to serve that up on. And so let's take each letter of that term plate and let's learn some things about how we honor one another. The first letter in the term plate is P, and it's going to stand for patience. And one of the greatest ways you can honor someone is to be patient with them. Now let me flip that. One of the greatest ways to dishonor someone is to be impatient towards them. And we are so impatient. Do you recognize how impatient our culture has become? Come on, if you've been on Ambassador Caffrey lately, you know what I'm talking about. We're so impatient, and the, and the madness of all this is we absolutely expect others to be patient with us, and yet we're not willing to be patient with them. I mean, no, it just doesn't work that way. Can I just say this? What goes around comes around. 
And when we act dishonorably towards each other by being impatient with one another, we can never really expect any kind of patience from others that we so desperately need ourselves. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, where the Bible says, be patient with each other. Now, let me just, before I read any further, ask you, do you believe the Bible's the Word of God? One more time. You believe the Bible's the Word of God? Then he says, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Hey, we all have faults. So one thing all of us have in common, man, we're, we're, we have that fallen nature about us. We have these faults, and we want people to be patient with our faults, so we have to be patient with the faults of others. Our impatience is so dishonoring. Do you know what you look like? Red in the face, veins popping out of your neck, fists shaking in the air, and that's your prayer life, let alone how you treat your fellow man. That's how you treat God. And it's so dishonorable. Can I just say this? And I think it's so important for me to point out. Honor is always proactive, not reactive. If you wait until the moment where your patience is tried to decide you're going to be patient, you're not going to be patient. If you wait until you're in that moment, right? Where your, where your patience is tried, you're not going to really deal out the kind of forbearance with, with others that God expects from us. I've always put it this way. You can't decide in an ethic like women and, children's, women and children go first. You can't decide on that ethic when the Titanic is sinking. You would have had to long made up your mind, this is the kind of man that I am. Women and children go first, Right? If you, don't, if you wait till the Titanic's sinking, they're going down and you're looking for a lifeboat, right? You've got to long decide what kind of person you're going to be. And that's true in every one of the cases that I'm going to lay before you today about how we plate or how we serve up the honor God expects us to show one another. Second letter in the word plate is the letter L. Today it's going to stand for love. We honor one another by loving one another. And acting in a loving way towards one another. Now the thing I love about the Bible is it does not leave the idea of love up to our own interpretation. Can we all say thank God for that? That God has truly, clearly defined for us what love looks like. And if we are loving towards one another, it will look like what the Bible calls for. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we refer to it as the love chapter. And what the Bible tells us is that love is patient. That love is kind. So you honor people by being kind to them. Hey, can I just tell you? It's okay to go out of your way to be kind to others, to show them even just small, simple acts of kindness it's such an honorable way to behave. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is humble. And so to honor one another, we're going to have to humble ourselves towards one another. It tells us that love is considerate. And how many of us are truly being considerate of other people's feelings? 
their plight in life, what's going on with them. It tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is selfless. And can I tell you that when you begin to plate up selflessness in the lives of those around you, man, you're going to stand out because it's such a selfish world we live in. The Bible tells us that love is not only patient, kind, humble, considerate, and selfless, but it's also forgiving and that it is tenacious. And so we honor one another by showing forgiveness towards one another and Again, the tenacity that we show in every regard in our effort to truly love one another. How are you going to plate up the honor that God expects you to show your fellow man this week? Well, you're going to use patience. You're going to use love. The third letter in the word plate is the letter A. For me today, it's going to stand for acknowledgement. It's that moment where you acknowledge there's more than you in the world. You're not the only one in the world where you begin to acknowledge people that maybe you've walked right past for ages. They work with you every day. They live on the same street you live on. And you never even give each other the time of day. Let's begin to acknowledge one another. Hey, you're there. I recently read a quote where there's two kind of people. There's the here I am kind of person and then there's the there you are kind of person and God wants us to be the there you are kind of people that he's called us to be there you are I acknowledge you I acknowledge what you're going through I acknowledge that you're hurting how can I help I acknowledge hey that you've done some great things I want to cheer you on I want to celebrate you listen we honor one another by acknowledging one another you guys mind if we study the Bible Romans chapter 13, verse 7 says, Pay everyone what is owed. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Revenue to whom revenue is due. Respect to whom respect is due. And honor to whom honor is due. In other words, just like you owe people tax and just like you owe people, you know, uh, the revenue, you got you to pay your taxes. You got to pay your bills. Listen, we owe some people honor, and we need to show that honor. We need to show that respect. And when we don't, we're robbing them. You may have never thought of yourself as a thief, but some of us, just this past week, we were guilty of robbing people. How did you rob them? You didn't show them any honor. You acted dishonorably towards them, and you robbed From them. Listen, you're not going to get away with practicing tax evasion, and you're not going to get away with practicing tribute evasion. We've got to give tribute towards people that, again, we owe that respect and honor. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 31 says that if the thief is caught, and by the way, if we're not giving people the honor, that's do them, we are robbing them. We are thieves. And the scripture said if the thief is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. Again, what goes around comes around. You're not going to get away with that. What I've seen all my life is people that act dishonorably towards others never are shown any kind of honor themselves. 
Because God's going to see to it that what goes around comes around. What a man sows, that man shall also reap. Proverbs chapter 31 is a passage that Pastor Rob and Price and our team of ladies that shared on Mother's Day pointed to. And um, it's a, a chapter there in the book of Proverbs that honors the noble wife. I want to read the very last verse in that chapter, Proverbs 31, verse 31. About that noble wife, the scripture says, Honor her. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. What's the scripture calling for? Tribute. It's calling for honor and respect to be given to someone who's worthy of honor and respect. How do we do that? We acknowledge them. We played up that honor in the way we acknowledge their service and the way we acknowledge their dignity. We've got to plate that up and serve that up to the glory of God. Number four, the fourth letter in the term plate is the letter T. And, and I'm going to let that stand for thoughtfulness today. And, and I'm, I'm sharing this series of, of messages with you simply because we don't put any thought into it anymore. We don't even put any thought into how are we honoring those around us or how are we dishonoring them and we need to do that you know the whole idea of being considerate stems from you considering something and 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 how much time do you spend considering how can I honor my neighbor how can I honor this person or that person how much thoughtfulness is really going into that Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 the Bible says look out for one another's interest not just your own. Look out for others, one another's interests, not just your own. I've shared this story before, but it bears repeating. And it was such a remarkable thing that someone did for me years ago that I've never forgotten it, and I've shared it many, many times. When my dad passed away, my mom and dad lived up in the northern part of our state, and so when my dad passed away, my, my siblings and, and I, all of us, my family, we, we were up there in North Louisiana taking care of, of all the details and then uh, ultimately having the funeral service. While I was away down here, uh, a good friend of mine, a member of our church, did something that I will never forget as long as I live. He's a guy that loves plants, and man, he knows when everything blooms, and he knows, you know, all of those plants that really have great fragrance in the springtime and all of that. And he went and planted a sweet olive tree right outside of my house there in Bro Bridge. This is what he told me. He said, Jeff, in the spring, this thing's going to bloom, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to have one of the most lovely fragrances. And he said, every time you step out of your house in the morning, you'll remember your dad. And it was such a beautiful gesture that I've never forgotten it. It made such an impact. And I wanted to share that story again today so that I could ask you, what are you going to plant in somebody's yard this week? What are you going to take the time to plant in someone's life this week as a means of just showing them honor by being thoughtful and considerate about where they might be? In their life. Number five, last letter in the term plate speaks to one of the ways we're really going to serve up honor, and that is the letter E, and it stands for encouragement. 
All of us need encouraging. All of us at one time or another, we're going to need someone in our corner, someone cheering us on, someone letting us know, hey, I'm for you, I'm with you. And so we need to give that to others. Hebrews 3 verse 13 says, encourage one another daily. How often? Daily. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. Now watch this. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Wow. I want you to think about what he just said. He said, I want you to honor one another by encouraging one another. Do it as long as it's called today so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Not only is this passage showing us how to really plate up honor through encouragement, it's warning us that if we don't, that person we're refusing to serve can be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And not only can they be hardened by sin's deceitfulness, but so can we. You know what it means? It means you need to heap some encouragement up on your plate this week. You need to pull that plate out of the cupboard, and you need to serve up some real encouragement for someone today, someone tomorrow, someone through the course of this week. Now, When I think about that, I think no wonder Satan is trying to make us live an honorless life. He wants to harden people's hearts through his deceitful wickedness. Amen? And so he's pitting us against each other, and he's trying to posture us in each other's lives in dishonoring ways. Let's don't let him do that. Come on, let's go through our cupboard this afternoon. Let's look at, at, at what what vessels we've been using to serve up dishonor, and let's get rid of that. Let's throw that out, and let's pull out the fine china. Let's get some plates in our hand that we can serve some real honor up as we're patient with one another, loving one of, towards one another, acknowledging one another. Come on, y'all. We got to do it. I want to I point to one more thing, and really and truly, this wasn't going to be a part of this message, but earlier this week, I felt so led of the Holy Spirit to point to this, and it comes in a form of a warning about one of those plates that might be in your cupboard that is so dangerous. The most common plate dishonor uses, the most common plate of dishonor, the most common plate dishonor is served up on is pride. Today, as you look through your cupboard, you better beware of that pride that might be there in your life. And y'all, it can be so subtle. And if you're not careful, and if you're not praying, and if you're not seeking God, and if you don't have people that love you enough to be honest with you in your life, you better get that going. Because pride can take over so quickly, and it's so disastrous. Can I just remind you, That the dishonor that Lucifer showed God when he led a rebellion against God. Two-thirds of the angels of heaven's past followed Lucifer in that revolt against God. And you know what the plate was that he served that dishonor up towards God on? You know what it was? It was pride. It made a devil out of him. It'll make a devil out of you. And so you can't afford to let pride be in your cupboard. Listen to Romans 12, verse 3. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give you this warning. Come on, he's warning us. 
by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's warning us, don't think you're better than you really are. Can we just all say that part together? Come on, it's right there on the screen. Don't think you're better than you really are. That's how pride is going to set you up. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. And here's why Paul warns us of that in Romans 12. He warns us of that because of what Proverbs 29, 23 says. Too much pride brings disgrace. Humility leads to honor. When you pull the plate, call humility out of your cupboard, it's always going to serve up honor. But pride is going to bring disgrace. And we've got to make sure that we are mindful of any kind of arrogance that might be within our life. Can I just say, just because you're a plate in God's cupboard, and that's what 2 Timothy says you are. You're a vessel. But just because you're a plate in God's cupboard doesn't mean you can get prideful about it. In fact, I love a quote from Christine Kane. She said this. She said, if the light on you is greater than the light in you, it will destroy you. And so many of us, so many of us are in a place where because God's using you in some way to serve, all of a sudden you're feeling prideful about it. And you're looking down on other people that you think aren't nearly as spiritual as you. And they don't pray like you do. And they don't know the Bible like you. And they're not in church as much as you are. And you're beginning to look down on them. And you actually think all those things are impressing God when in fact, God finds it absolutely deplorable that we would go through all those motions and then allow our hearts to be filled with pride and use it as a way of of serving up great dishonor towards each other and ultimately towards Him. It's got to stop. Today we're going to the cupboard. Today we're ridding our cupboards of all those disgraceful, dishonoring dishes and we're going to serve up the real thing, the right thing to the glory of God. Amen. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Jeff Abels and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been dealing with your heart as you've listened to this message and you feel like you just need to get right with God. If you have no real assurance that you are right with God, if you cannot honestly say you've been living for God and you know that needs to change, I wanna invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now. You know, the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means God loves you and God's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. Won't you call on Him right now by praying a very simple prayer with me? I want you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now In the name of Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from God. And I don't want that. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. Through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, Come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I don't live for me anymore or this world 
God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sin is all forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, we would really love to know about it. We'd love to give you some next steps to get you started on your brand new journey of faith. What I'd love for you to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. And someone will connect with you to provide you with some resources that I think will help you greatly. Again, just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, and God richly bless you is our prayer for you.